0: Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. All right. Hey, wow, wow, wow. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Transformation Church. My name is Justin, and I serve here as one of our pastors. So glad that you're here. Super Bowl Sunday. Who's excited about Super Bowl Sunday? Yes. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know who's playing, all right? I don't know who's who. All I know is at about 3 o'clock, I'm eating crawfish, so there's that. Go sports. Uh, before, before we move on, well, the, being a house of honor, let's give honor where honor's due. Our lead pastor, Brad Livingston, so honored. Him and his wife, Ashley, Pastor Dan, Miss Kathy, the legends of our house. Um, it's just awesome to serve. Me Me and Brad, uh, I'm going to say Brad in this moment. Me and Brad uh, know each other about, what, 25 years. Grew up together, me, him, Tommy. And um, it is just having a blast just getting to serve and work alongside him. So we're, we're having the time of our life right now. So amen. Welcome to TC. Listen, God's doing something in TC right now. And if you're, if you're new, if this is the first time, your first Sunday here, number one, come back again when the real preacher is here. Don't, <laughs> don't judge this church by me today. Uh, you'll be doing yourself a disservice. Uh, so come back, number one. Uh, number two, we're glad to have you. Um, but if you're new today, you, keep talk, you hear him talk about the, the Imagine campaign and all the things God's doing. And it's not just like a Christian cliche-type thing, like God's moving in our church. Like something's happening here. And I'm here for it. Right? I'm here for it. And that's what the message is about today is, is that I'm here for it. You know, Super Bowl Sunday, so this is not going to be like a cliche Super Bowl Sunday message. Like, like, I know life's got you down and out, but we still got the second half to come back. Like, we're not doing that. Um, but it is about being a part of something bigger than ourselves. It is, you know, the cool thing about the Super Bowl, like the winning team, like everyone gets a ring. The dude that sat on the bench that didn't get a second on the field, he still gets a ring. You know, and, and for him, what he's part of is bigger than the role he plays. But that's the same for us as, as Christ followers. Like, I have a role to play here. And if you serve on one of our teams, you have a role to play here. If you lead groups, like, you have a role to play. But what we get to be a part of is bigger than the role that I play. And that's exciting, and I'm here for it. Do you have your Bibles? Get them out, because we're going to use them. We're going to go to the, the book of Luke, and in Luke chapter 19, this is one of my favorite stories, and I have probably used the story of Zacchaeus more than any other story in all of scripture, in studies, and teachings, and sermons, and all those things. There's so much in these short little verses, but we're going to talk about Zacchaeus today, so go to Luke chapter 19. It's also going to be on the screen. We're going to start in verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. And I'm going to stop right there because I can relate to such a dilemma. Sometimes it's hard to see. I think 5'7 is just the perfect height. I mean, God made 5'7 and was like perfect, right? Right. But most people, you know, it's hard to see over some of you guys, so it's cool. So I understand where he's at right here. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Verse five When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter shocker. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here I am. No, I'm sorry. Look, Lord, here. And now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. And in the verse 10, this is kind of the foundation scripture we're going to be out today is, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. What's interesting about this is in the book of Luke, we see two times that we hear Jesus refer to himself as the son of man. And and both times, it's, it's his announcement that he is the Messiah, that he is God in the flesh, that he has come. And here in verse 10, Luke says, for the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Now, what Jesus is doing is he's announcing his mission on earth, right? He's announcing why he's here. This whole series we've been in, Taking Ground, I think this is part seven. This whole Taking Ground series, it's aiming right at the heart of of us here, the people of TC. People that love this house. People that are involved in this house. This message has been aimed right at us. And this series is is a challenge. It's a call to recruitment. It's a call to lean in and participate in what God is doing right here, right now. A few weeks ago, Pastor Brad gave, we had Vision Sunday, and he shared the vision, and Eli so incredibly articulated the mission we tried to communicate a few weeks ago um, of what God's doing here, but not just here, what he's doing next door in this development and all these things. So God is calling us, and I love this phrase, I'm here for it, because it means I'm in. Like, I support, I'm in full participation. And I believe right now we're looking for some people at this time and at this hour in the history of Transformation Church to say that I'm here for it. I'm believing that God is on the move, that he's doing something here. I believe that God is getting ready to do something in the city of Pensacola. I think God is looking for some people who are just here to say, I'm here for it. I'm participating, and I'm in full support. So what are you here for? Like, that's the question. You know, I don't... um, I don't have kids, but if you know me, you know I love kids, and there's a lot of people in our church that have kids, and um, some of the ki- kids I really, really like and get to know, and to me, they come, become like family, and I've always been, like, really good with kids. They've always taken to me, and if you're a parent, this may make sense to you, but you ever done something with a kid, like, like uh, say you're getting groceries out of the car, and your little kid comes up and wants to help? So you let them help and, you know, they're acting like they're, they're helping and you're carrying all the weight. They're actually doing nothing. They're actually in the way, right? Why do we do that? Like you could get it done quicker just doing it by yourself, right? And what we need to understand is just like parents have understand is this is what God, God can save the world all by himself. But he invites his children to participate with him. He invites us in to be a part of the mission. And that's what this is about. Like, God doesn't need me. Like, God, God doesn't need me at all. I probably messed stuff up for God. You ever try to, like, communicate? Somebody sees, like, your Christian church post on Facebook or something, and then you see them in person and they ask you, like, a real question and you don't know the answer? And you're just like, so you're, you're really representing God in a bad way right there because they're asking like a serious question and you don't know how to articulate the answer in a way that they can understand. You just know that inside you feel a certain way, you believe something, but you can't tell them about it. That's how it is, though. Like God doesn't need you. But he wants us to participate with him. And what's funny is, God puts up with our deficiencies and our weaknesses and our idiosyncrasies and all these things, and he still says, I want to speak through you and use you to reach my people. So I wonder are you here for the mission of God? And that's what's first in your notes. Am I here for the mission of God? Am I here for the mission of Jesus? Luke chapter 19 tells a story about a guy named Zacchaeus, little Zach, my buddy. What's great about these 10 verses is I think it shows the gospel in the heart of God. I think it's really conveyed in this story. And in these 10 short verses, we see the heart of God. And scripture scripture says that Jesus is passing through Jericho. Say passing through. He's passing through. He's on his way to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is what it's all about. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where ultimately he will be betrayed, where ultimately he will die on a wooden cross, right? You could say Jerusalem is why he came to the earth. It's what his life is culminating in. He's going there, but he is here. How many of you know we live in a day and age where everybody has their eyes set on getting there? We all have it there. Us as a church, Transformation Church, we've been in taking ground and hearing the vision of where God is taking us. We are going there. What about you in your life, your professional life, your goals with your career? You have a there. Your family, your, your marriage, your, your kids, what's your you're there? We all have one. We all have a purpose. We all have a mission. And hopefully if you're in this room, if you're watching us online, that there's a vision you have for your life. But oftentimes when we're on our way to our vision, we discount the places along the way. Everybody wants purpose, but not everybody wants process. That's good. Sink that in real fast. I love process. I think I'm an outlier. I'm an anomaly there. I like a good system. I like a good process. I believe the work is the reward and, you know, the, the, the process is what it's about. But. Not many people want process. We have to notice about Jesus is just because he's on the way there, it never stops him from being here. Everywhere he goes, he's here. It never stops him. Wherever he was, he was focused. He was engaged. He was fully present with those around him. Even though he's just passing through, he's right there with them. He knew he was going to the cross to die, but even when he was passing through Jericho, he was finding purpose. He was finding meaning. He was finding ministry. He was finding moments to make a difference. And I want to encourage you today, every one of us, we are all just passing through. This is not your home. I'm I'm really grateful for life, and I love life, but I try to see things with an eternal Perspective. This is not my home. And we have to understand and be reminded that we are all accumulating. All the stuff we're accumulating, all that we're doing in status and titles, all of that fades away. It's that which we do for God's kingdom. It's that which we pour out. And I don't know how long you're going to be here at Transformation Church, but you're here now. And I don't know how long you're going to be in the city of Pensacola, Adam and Brittany Simon. But you're here now. Sorry. But you're here now. I I don't know for those at home how long this ministry is going to speak to you wherever you're watching from. But you're watching right now. And far be it for any of us to take for granted what God wants to do right now where we're at. And I don't know how long God's going to be speaking and doing things. But he's doing something right now and i'm here to join his mission the mission of heaven to join with jesus to recognize that we can discover purpose right here right now like i'm not wasting time i'm here for it we don't have time to waste the clock is ticking on a broken dying world we are on a clock no time to waste. So as Jesus is passing through Jericho, it's not his ultimate purpose. It's just a place along the way. The scripture says that there's this crowd that starts to surround Jesus. There's this crowd that come all around him. But there's this man by the name of Zacchaeus, and it tells us that he's a chief tax collector. Now, it's hard to describe what that means because we don't have anything to compare that to. he, He doesn't work for the IRS. Like, that's not what it's talking about. He's a chief tax collector. This is someone that everybody hated. This was someone that was looked down upon. This is the scum of the earth. These are deplorable human beings and everybody thought tax collectors were bad people. Why? The Roman Empires who controlled everything. The Roman Empire took over by force. Right? They occupied the land. They would come in and rape and pillage and plunder and they were the occupiers. And for Zacchaeus, he chose to be a tax collector to work for the very people who were oppressing his people. So what he did is he collected the tax levied upon the people by the Romans. But more than that, he collected more and was making himself rich off of his own people. And if you actually try and put yourself in that story, maybe I can't get the imagery right for you, but try in your mind, in your heart, put yourself in this story. We all have someone in our life or some type of person that sometimes we have a hard time empathizing with. It actually makes him hard to love. And when we think about who that person or that type of person is to us, it makes them hard to love. Where sometimes we can think maybe society would be better off without them. But Luke tells us that this chief tax collector wants to see who Jesus is, regardless of all those things. He wants to see who this man is that's coming. So, in your mind, in your heart, who's that type of person? That's who Zacchaeus is in this story. That's who he represents. Yes, he represents the lost, the broken. He represents evil. But Luke tells us he wants to see who Jesus is. And I want to tell you, I don't care what you've done or what you haven't done. And I don't care what anyone's told you about God. You can walk into this place with any type of mess, any type of challenge. Nothing disqualifies you for seeking out God. Here's Zacchaeus. He just wants to see who Jesus is, but... Luke says the crowd around Jesus is too big and it's too large and he can't see through. Isn't that funny that he's trying to see Jesus, but he only sees them. And isn't that a challenge for us sometimes as the church and as God's people that sometimes people want to see Jesus, but all they see is us. And I pray we never become a church where lost, broken people walk through those doors Looking to see God, and all they ever see is only us. I want them to see us, but not only us. But he wants to get a glimpse of Jesus, but he can only see them. You would never believe it, though. If you get out in the community, there is people all over the place that want and are desperately in need to get a glimpse of Jesus. And if we get in our little holy huddles, Super Bowl reference. If we get in our holy huddles, sometimes all we ever see is each other. We want to crowd Jesus, not knowing that there are people trying to get a glimpse of him and all they see is us. The scripture says Zacchaeus can't see Jesus, so he takes off in a sprint. Now, contextually here, this, men don't run back then. Especially affluent men. They definitely didn't run. To run meant to like roll up your tunic and to roll up your tunic meant exposing your your legs. And this is just something they didn't do. It was shameful. But here's Zacchaeus, this mob boss. Because he's a chief tax collector. But it also what that means is he's not just a tax collector. He oversees other tax collectors. Like this is organized crime. Like he's the first mob boss in the Gospels. And here he is. Here's this powerful guy who ends up in a full out sprint in front of Jesus. How many of you know that there's just some moments in life where you put it all on the line? Doesn't matter the image you created for yourself. You get desperate enough, you'll do whatever it takes to get a glimpse of Jesus. Here's Zacchaeus and he's desperate. He's got everything the world would say he should have, but he's missing something. He's missing peace. He's missing Purpose, he's missing satisfaction. He has this hole on the inside that only God can fill. So guess what? He throws off his cool cards and he runs after Jesus, runs up a tree, climbing, sweating, all the things just to get up to get a glimpse. You got to throw off your cool cards sometimes. I don't care how cool you think you are. Sometimes you got to set it aside. Sometimes you can't be cool. Parents, nobody looks cool with all your kids in an airport. Got all your kids around, strollers, bags. You can't look cool there. Throw it aside. But I want you to know that you can't come to Jesus with your swagged out self. You can't come to Jesus with your cool self. You come to him one way, and that is broken. And until you break down, you probably aren't going to break through. We come one way to him. That's what Zacchaeus was, broken and desperate. Zacchaeus is up in this tree, and Jesus has the the crowd all around him. And he's there, but he's also living on mission still. Like, he's got the crowd surrounding him, but Jesus is moving through, but he's still on mission. And he's headed there, but he is here. And he says, I'm, I'm here for it. Jesus looks up in the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down, for I need to go to your house today. Now, you gotta love Jesus. Like, Jesus is pretty direct. And I just really love that. I think if Jesus was in the church today, so many people would be offended at his directness. It's crazy, but that's uh, another story. Um, Jesus is pretty direct. He didn't, he didn't ask, He's, he told, We're going to your house. But Jesus called him by name. Jesus knew his name. You know Jesus knows your name. And the fact that he calls him by name, it tells us that he he knows everything about him. The good, the bad, the ugly. But he still says, "Come down. I want to go to your house." And you got to put yourself in Jesus' shoes. Like he knows how he made his money. He knows how he paid for the house that they're going to. But Jesus is like, I know how, who you stole from to pay for this, but I still want to go there with you. Even through all of that, Jesus wants to give opportunity for relationship. And he says, I'm coming to your house today. And what's funny about this is if you were honest, Christian, you didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. You, God wasn't lost. You didn't find him. I think it's funny what we hear in church sometimes. Like, I found God. Well, give yourself a whole lot of credit there, bud. At best, you were curious. But so was Zacchaeus. His curiosity is what caused him to get out in the first place that day and want to see who Jesus is. And when you give God a little, He can transform your whole life. Zacchaeus didn't have much. He just wanted to see who he was. Threw it all aside, ran up the tree, and God transformed his life. Luke tells us that as Jesus does this, all the people begin to mutter. And I used to think it was all the religious people began to mutter. But when you go back and look at it, it says all the people began to mutter. That man, this guy's going to eat at his sinner's house. This is crazy. Everybody, why was everyone muttering? Because he ripped off everybody. He stole from everybody. He was a scumbag. Was that too much? No? Okay. (laughs) Wasn't he? And as he gets to Zach's house, we see a beautiful moment. At some point, Zacchaeus stands up and announces, I want to pay back everything I stole four times, and I want to give away 50% of my wealth. Isn't it amazing that when we truly encounter grace personified, the reasonable response is that of generosity? Jesus didn't preach an outline sermon about if you give, you'll be blessed, and if you're blessed, He didn't do none of that. He encountered grace and love and mercy personified. And the reasonable response is you can have everything, God. He didn't, this is not generosity. This is absurd generosity. This is irrational generosity. And I pray, excuse me, I pray that one day we as a church would be marked with absurd generosity. Not because we taught all the right principles, not because we manipulated or that we coerced, but because the gospel of Jesus Christ is that good. And when it gets out, the reasonable response is I wanna give it all, I wanna serve. And don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about giving it all. Zacchaeus makes this announcement that my life has been forever changed. And with it, Jesus steps up and gives his announcement. He gives us his mission on earth. Luke chapter 19, verse 10 in your notes. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. This is an announcement, right? This is is an announcement from Jesus that this is my mission to seek and save the lost. We're living in a world right now where everyone is looking for mission, everyone is looking for purpose. Listen, if you're looking for a mission, why not join His? I'm amazed when we meet Christians, that are like, I don't know if I have purpose. Well, I don't know if you've met Jesus. Because he invites us to participate into his mission. Jesus says, I came not just to save the lost, I came to seek them out, to find them. That changes everything. And I'm coming to our church today to challenge us like never before. He came to seek the lost and to save them. We're not trying to build a community here where you just come and get. That's not what we're about. We are looking for men and women who would say, I want to partner with God. I want to be part of the mission. I want to lay my life down looking for the Zacchaeuses of Pensacola. That's what it's about. The church is the body of Christ, correct? Jesus is the head, correct? Meaning he's directing our steps. He's telling us where to go. He's giving the vision. We had vision Sunday. That's not Pastor Brad's vision. That's not TC's vision. God's giving the vision. We just partner along with it. We become his hands and feet as the body. We are the vehicle to his vision. So here's here's the message. Here's the whole message. Number one in your notes. The church doesn't have a mission. The mission has a church. So if you're new to TC and you may be thinking, like, what's the mission? Like, what's the mission? Like, we don't have a mission. The mission has a church. Jesus came and gave his mission, and then the church formed around it to fulfill it. It's the same mission that hopefully every church should have, but we don't have one. We are one. Jesus' mission began, then we formed to fulfill it. So what he said in Matthew 28. It's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, read it with me. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is essentially saying, if you don't have a mission, you aren't the church. He says, because I'm commissioning you, I am sending you out into the world, the world that is temporary, the world that is but a vapor, the world that has a ticking clock, he's sending us out. And I would hope that you get a revelation that He's putting my feet on this earth to participate in that mission. He has put me here and gifted me with certain gifts and a calling to participate in that mission with him. That's what this is about. Number two, the church won't survive with a come and see mentality. There must be a go and tell mandate. Can we talk for a minute? Can we, can we talk for a minute? Like, can we get for real? For some of you, the reason why church isn't very good to you anymore, the reason you're not getting much out of church anymore, is because you've been following Jesus doing nothing for too long. You know when church gets real fun? When you have skin in the game. That's what makes it fun skin in the game. Now listen, one of the codes that we have here at TC is we'll never allow this lifeboat to become a yacht club. Now I don't know what you picture in your head when you hear that, like some little dingy lifeboat. Think of Titanic, you know when they're in the lifeboats and all the people are there and they're all having to oar? That's what we are. But too many of us, the temptation is to just come and get, many of us are in the lifeboat looking for those we can help save and far too many are swimming alongside the lifeboat. But listen to me, swimming alongside the lifeboat isn't cute and no one's impressed anymore. Get in the boat, pick up an oar, we need you. Like, we need you. It's no one's impressed, in case you didn't know. Don't be mad at me, say I love the preacher, say it. I love the preacher, don't get me mad, it's okay. We're not building an event, come and see, come and see, come and see. We are gathering to be scattered, to be a part of the mission. We're gathering to be scattered, to be a part of the mission, to go tell the world, you know what, let me tell you what God has done in my life. That's it, that's all you have to do. You don't have to be a theologian, you have to have all this memorized the word of my testimony. There's power in that. We gather to be scattered. And I think that's exciting for us here, just even in Pensacola and your workplace and whatever you do. Is there anybody out there that would say, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was deaf, but now I can hear. I was blind, but now I can see. Where are all the dead people that would say, I once was dead and now I've been raised to life. That's what it's about. It's not a come and see mentality. It's a go and tell mandate. The American church has it way wrong for too long. We meet people, oh, you wanna hear about Jesus? Come to this address on this day at this time and try to dress like the rest of us that is not what Jesus asked of us. Go and tell and make disciples. The church won't survive. Some of us in this room are, are watching online. God is saying, I want you to join my mission. A mission that, yeah, I, I could do it by myself, but I want to participate with you. So. Like, let's bring the bags in together. Help me on this journey. And then number three, the church can't save anyone, but it can serve everyone. This is who God has called TC to be in this hour. We understand that in and of ourselves, we are weak and broken too. But I do believe that we can serve everyone that we come in contact with, everyone that walks through our doors. This, we can get a hold of this identity as a, a servant leadership. But listen, if you ain't helping, you ain't helping. We got big things to do. God has called us to big things. We have not built a community that would come and get, but one that would say, I want to give and I want to serve. And I feel like, I don't know about you, for those who've been here a little while, there's like this holy momentum right now in our church. God is bringing people and drawing people and we get to come and worship and, 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 and hear from him. And it's an amazing time to be a part and be a part of the life of the church. But you know what? The church can't save anyone, but we can serve everyone. Our church can't save anyone. We don't have the power. That's Jesus's job. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you what? Fishers of men. He did not say, follow me, and I will make you catchers of men. We can't catch them. He said, Justin, go and fish. That's my job. His job is to do the rest. And that's free. It's not on me. It's not on you. It's on him. Paul says, I become all things to all men that I might reach one, just one. Can we build a church right here in Pensacola in this season, in this hour that would say there's a whole lot of broken and hurting people that are up in a tree today just trying to get a glimpse of who Jesus is? But many times we, as the church, we, the crowd, we get so involved and we just wanna get, but there's a, we forget that we too once were in that tree, that we too were once on the outside needing to get in. We gotta change our mentality. We have to change our mindset. May we remember that there was a day when we were just like Zacchaeus. There was a day when we were on the outside, there was a day that we were lost, but praise God for Jesus that he came to seek me out and to save my soul. And he invites me into his mission. And that's the message today. Stand with me. that, That was fast. It felt fast. Stand with me today. That's the mission. He invites us to participate in. And all over this, all over this room, if you're a follower of Jesus and I hope you hear our heart, that he's calling us to something greater than ourselves. He's calling us to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. He's calling us to participate in his mission. If you're in the room and you're not a follower of Jesus, maybe you, for you, it's like I'm, I'm the Zacchaeus. I'm the Zacchaeus. And what's important about this story, what we don't know is how long Jesus spent with Zacchaeus. We just know he went to his house. And I don't believe Jesus had to point out all the areas he was wrong, was sinning, was failing, any of that. And I'm not going to do that to you today. I don't have to point that out. What I do know is a moment in his presence changed everything. A moment with grace and mercy and love personified changed everything for Zacchaeus, and it can change everything for you. So right now, I want to invite you just in this moment to close, like we're all going to close our eyes to give a little privacy maybe to the person who's working this out, that if you are the Zacchaeus in this, and this world, that maybe you do need to throw it all aside and say, I don't care who's looking, I don't care what. But I'm desperate and I want to get a glimpse of Jesus. And if that's you today, it's very simple. Jesus has called you. We've been praying for you. We're going to say a simple prayer. And the church is going to pray it together. But for those who may be here that says, you know what? I do know I have purpose deep down inside of me. I do know that there's a reason I was placed on this earth, but before you can be called into his mission, you got to be his. So let's pray together. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you today. I need you today, Lord. Lord, I believe that you came to this earth, born of a virgin, that you walked this earth as a man, that you went to the cross and died for my sins. I believe you were crucified, that you were resurrected on the third day. Lord, I believe in your word that says if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are Lord and that you rose from the dead, that I am saved today. So Jesus, I invite you into my life. I give you everything. I wanna follow you. I love you today. Save me today, Jesus. Amen.